Welcome to Inside Anna's Mind podcast, hosted by me, Anna. And I'm going to be giving you an episode today which is along the lines of relationship with our bodies, but actually less in a eating way and more in a sexual way or, you know, trying to attract people through our bodies and all of that jazz. I've definitely had a whole journey of my own and I just want to talk about it because like the way that I got to some of these realizations I had to be really really honest with myself and so yeah you may resonate with some you may not but yeah I just want to go straight into it I won't lie I actually tried to record this podcast yesterday three times but I had a different angle to the podcast and I I was actually opening up about the fact I went through sexual abuse when I was younger And I just couldn't, like I really wanted to get my story out as an intro, like as an intro and then I was gonna talk about this stuff. And even now I feel a bit like, oh, but yeah. And then I had a mental breakdown. Then I had like a really sad evening of just like sitting with my teddy and watching a film. And then I woke up this morning and I was like, okay, I have Pilates in two hours. I'm going to do this podcast in like, from my positive self of, empowerment and yeah so that's the intro (laughs) okay going in with number one and this is a the the main kind of thing I want to talk about our bodies are not at all to attract other people believe it or not like think about it now not maybe not everyone resonates with this but I think in a way we do we think the better we look, the like, the the more we can attract someone, the more we could get someone almost on our side. And I remember for years, like, I would think, oh, if I changed my body a bit, or if I just looked like this a bit more, then the I'd be more irresistible. Like the guy that I really want would want me. And it's like, no, our bodies is ours. And I feel like there's a power in like reclaiming it back. And I'll be honest, like, this is probably jumping onto another point, but I have never been one of the girlies who waited for someone special for their virginity to be taken and would wait on so many dates to not have sex. You know what I mean? Like, no, I'm going to make him wait months until I really know that he's there for me or whatnot. I physically never understood that and I think this is what's really important to know I think no one has any right to judge other people's sex lives and I think also depending what age you're at because if you're a bit older you're probably like yeah of course not like we know that but more you know if you're still in that like secondary school high school period I remember that people you know because let's say I was one of the not one of the first but yeah losing your virginity having sex with guys and people people like to give their opinion on it and the truth is no matter what position you're in or how much you think someone else's sex life is wrong or whatever we just can't you you can't put that out into the world because you just don't know what's going on you just don't know what's going on and we all have different childhoods and upbringings and trauma and we're all wired differently and I would have done any like I'm I, I 
wish, not I say I wish, because I don't want to be mean to my younger self, but like, I wish that I could tap into what it meant to protect your body or like see it as something that is yours. I just didn't have that view. I didn't know. I, I didn't know that it was for my enjoyment or for mine to have a boundary. I just wasn't taught that. And so it's why you got to be careful when you're talking about, oh, this girl's such a slag or like this girl's... I was called that. And I was sexually abused about, you know, just before. That was all kind of coming out at school. So you can just imagine that going on in my personal life. I kind of shut down, suppressed it, told myself it never happened, went into my teenage sexual life, you know, on my own account... And then I get called a slag for about three years at school. And obviously it wasn't like, oh, I had the slag, but it was some girlies had their little, you know, whatnot. And it's just so funny because even when, before I had even slept with someone, do you know what I mean? When it was like the kissing stage or stuff, people called me a slag and it was like, oh, that's funny because you really just don't know the definition. But... That's what I'm saying. Like this opinion, we just don't know people's past. Like you just don't know what the girl next door who, you know, you have this third eye perspective of her sex life or what she's doing, but you just don't know what's happened to her. I'm not saying everyone's been sexually abused if they're doing that, but you also just don't know their relationship with themselves. And you telling them, oh, let's say it's like a best friend, like, oh my God, you should really like hold back or whatnot. Like you just don't know their relationship with themselves. And that is kind of like, yeah, it's about really understanding like all sides of it. And saying all of this, I don't think it's ever too late to step up for yourself and be there for yourself and almost take care of the younger versions of yourself. And I feel like this is a really healing process. And kind of, I think what I'm going through now, and it's a bit different these days, because as you get older, you generally get more selective with who you sleep with. So in my perception, I'm like, well, I don't do that anymore. Like, I don't do that. But going forward, I just kind of want to be more mindful of who I'm doing it with and am I just doing it for almost their sake too? And, like, is it something I really want? And is it... It's almost like I want to really trust the person now and know that they're almost going to kind of be in my life. And that's, like, a big step for me because I never really gave a shit about that. And I always saw, like, so funny. Like, I generally saw sex as, like, one of the lowest things of, like, what you give to a man. Not even lowest, but I'd rather have sex with someone than maybe them see me cry straight away kind of thing. Or, like, open up to them. Or, like, have a good connection with them first. Like, it would be like, oh, yeah, sex. Like, have it or not if I'm going to have a connection with someone, like that kind of thing and now it's like no like I actually really want to turn up for my younger self and almost be that like adult version of myself and um have those boundaries now I want to talk about having a voice when you are doing sexual stuff and I think this is more than just what we're taught you know say no at the beginning and it's like mm, well no actually like sometimes we do enjoy it and we want to enjoy it and like there's things in the middle that we don't like, but we just don't have that voice to speak up. And especially if you have gone through some trauma um, sexually, sometimes we feel that, that like we almost like own that trauma and go, well, yeah, I definitely can't speak up. 
and also like not even definitely can't speak up but I I never spoke up when I was younger so that I like I can't heal that do you know what I mean like sometimes I used to think well that's just happened to me and so it's gonna stick with me forever and whatnot but guys you can actually hold responsibility in the present moment and if every time from now on you used your voice and you guys you, you can take this from more than just sexual life this could be talking up to a parent this could be just saying your voice to a friend or a boyfriend or girlfriend you know I feel like this when you use your voice it's healing a part of you that used to not be able to use your voice I remember telling my therapist like probably like six months ago because I was talking about sex and stuff and I was like yeah but sometimes I feel like I just don't need to say anything do you know what I mean like what if it's only for a little bit and they enjoy it more than me and I'm just like you know, half clocking out of it. And she was like, no, because you're hurting your inner child. You're kind of like, you're going through that trauma again. And although it can be really uncomfortable to say, hey, can we do something else? Do you know what I mean? Especially if you've gone through that shit when you were younger. But the act of doing that is like the biggest, it's like one of the biggest healing things you can do. And you need to do it every time and don't judge yourself if you don't do it every time do you know what I mean there's a whole another thing of like never judge yourself for your coping mechanisms have compassion for yourself that they once kept you safe in a way but in the present moment can we go forward and use our voice every little time don't give a shit about the man and his ego I'm not even say and his ego like they probably don't care either they probably do you know what I mean but say hey can we like switch positions or hey I just want to take a break right now or I don't really like that or can you go a bit slower do you know what I mean like these types of things using your voice will heal a younger part of you that never was able to use her voice and therefore you release it therefore you heal you feel lighter and you in the future have more sexual encounters that are not from a unhealed place which I think is really important. So that is the beauty of using your voice is that it physically heals stuff. It heals stuff from the past. Um, so yeah, I really, really wanted to share that. And I just, I, I just, if I tap into like 15 year old Anna Brain, she had no idea that she was allowed to do that. Oh my God, my heart goes out to her. I actually don't even want to think about my sexual experiences when I was 15. But there were a lot of just kind of like, let it happen, like, it'll be done soon. No. Oh, my gosh. Girls, if you're young or whatnot, like, please understand everything is supposed to... It's all about your side. If you don't enjoy it, you can say no. And that's also with, like, giving things as well. I used to think that like, oh, but it's all for their own enjoyment. No, there's, you, you need to be enjoying it yourself. I think, well, I know you need to be enjoying it yourself to be able to give that to others and never put yourself, like never sacrifice your enjoyment and just being okay in a situation for their enjoyment. So obviously there's going to be things that they enjoy more than you and you're going to want to give them give it to them right 
but I'm talking about feeling really uncomfortable in the process of it or like really not wanting to do it, right? But you know it's gonna make them feel good. That little sacrifice you're doing right now, not good, not good, okay? Um, so that is just a little reminder for those that need to hear it. And I think the reason why I had that perception was because during, let's say, the sexual abuse period of my life, nothing was wrong when I didn't say anything. But when I spoke up and said something, was it suddenly an uncomfortable situation that I caused? No, fuck off, you're doing it. Do you know what I mean? Like, and it was that belief that if I spoke up, someone would hate me and I think I definitely you know took that on from those sexual experiences I was talking about when I was like 15 and 16 where I just genuinely thought while we're doing it if I say I didn't like this this guy's literally gonna hate me walk out the room and like go spread some rumors about me that I whatever do you know what I mean like I had this that was genuinely my thought and I know there's some young people on there, so I know, like, it's just my duty to tell you this. And if you're older, you're probably like, okay, I know this. But yeah, I really needed to say that. As I was journaling, this is going on to my next point, I wrote this sentence and it really hit the heart a little bit because it was something that, like, I laughedly, okay, God, that is not a word. Laughedly, I funnily, no. I joked about it. But when I wrote it down, I was like, oh, God. And it was, if they can't keep their hands off me, it's a good thing, right? Like, there's so much there. It's almost like I thought, well, if they can't keep their hands off me, like, I got a good body. I'm hot. I'm loved. I'm good enough. Good enough. No. And I think this is part of reclaiming my power is if a boy, I say boy, if a man these days, like there's been so many times that if a guy had like laid their hands on me, whether that was at a party, whether that was at a home thing, whether that was what not, I would like drop my boundaries because I was like, well, they, well, they can't keep their hands off me. Like, it's not the worst thing, I guess, like, if you want to do more, you can do more. Like, wow. And like, I don't, I don't look at this mindset or belief with any judgment. It's just so interesting. And I think the way that I'm taking it into my current sex life, and when I say current, I mean just the future and beyond. You know what I mean? Next year, whatever. Um, is if someone does lay their hands on me, and even if it's someone that I like or someone that is close to me or I've had sex with before, I don't need to go all the way. Like, I don't need to let that happen. I can really step in for myself and just be like, no. But it's so hard for me because of, I think I've mixed up reasons why I have sex. There's three I've so far analyzed in my journal. One, I actually enjoy it and I actually like the person and it's the healthy way to have sex. Do you know what I mean? Two, a coping mechanism for myself. If I feel down, if I feel anxious, if I feel stressed, do you know what I mean? It's like, oh, let me just have sex. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'll be honest. 
is a coping mechanism or in a way of like me not feeling loved enough. And so that's more like the stress stuff is probably more if like it's in a relationship. But if I'm not feeling good enough or I'm feeling just a bit like uh, that would be maybe like new person or one night kind of thing. And then we have the third reason. And that is like, I don't mind if we have it, I guess, like for your own enjoyment. And I guess, you know, you've put your hands on me and you want it. So it, it the, the people pleasing side, it is the people pleasing side. And it's that stuff. So they're the three reasons. And I think because I've never had this awareness over it, I did not know the difference. They all jumbled into one. That's not to say that I don't know who I prefer having sex with and who I actually feel like is genuine with. And then there's other experiences where I'm like, fuck yeah, we know which one that was, people pleasing. But I'm saying even now in my current sex life, so going forward and the last year and whatnot, okay, maybe not last year, because I did have like a long-term boyfriend, let's say two years. I don't know the difference because it's not so severe and obvious these days. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not people pleasing to the extent of having sex with someone I can like, that like, oh yeah, okay, we'll just do it. But I feel like there's elements of it. And so going forward, it's becoming one of my new things of 2023 to really just bring that awareness into my sex life. Why am I having it? Who am I having it with? And does this person mean something to me? And like, have they shown that they're there for me? Like I almost... From being the girl who sex would be first, whether that was in a date or whether that was with like seeing a guy. Now it's like, can we do that as actually one of the last things? Like, can we actually, like, do I trust you? Are you there for me? Do you support me? And that for me sounds foreign to actually withhold sex to see if a guy's there for you because my brain automatically goes, well, they're just gonna fuck off. And and then surely that's like a whole nother mindset, but you are using the sex thing in a way of maybe having that hold on them or like keeping them in. That's a whole nother thing. We're always learning. <laughs> okay, <laughs> the next thing I wanna talk about is, I'm gonna give it the term reduce, reuse, recycle. And that is when you continue to like, you rather sleep with people that you've already slept with so that your body count doesn't go higher. And I feel like there's so much to unpack here and something that I was, I genuinely believe that was like better than sleeping with new people. And I think this is because as, I'm not gonna say as a girl, but like you, there's this whole thing where it's like, oh, don't get your body count too high. So as a sexually active person, I was almost like, right, it could go a lot higher or we could go back and just sleep and let the people that have already come into our lives do it again throughout years. Do you know what I mean? Randomly. And I think this is really interesting and something that I've only just kind of come to terms with is like, just because you've slept with them before doesn't mean that like they get a free pass again. You have grown as a person since the last time you slept with them. And it's a privilege to sleep like, for someone to sleep with you and just because they had that thing with like you've had a thing with them or they've slept with you it, I think it's almost comes from a thought of like well they've seen our body they they know what our body's like like do you know what I mean you don't have to reintroduce that or even just oh you know roughly what the sex is going to be like or you know I don't know and it's almost that has really come into my sexual life as well because like if someone if I've already slept with someone whether that was like a friend or like a ex-boyfriend I don't know it's almost like I would still let those guys in because I'm like oh well you've slept with me like do you know what I mean 
but now it's like no and the reason why is because one I said you've grown but you exchange energy when you sleep with someone okay and you take a piece of them and they take a piece of you and if you sleep like if I sleep with one of the trashy not say trashy but like a low life boy that I used to sleep with just because we're still mates or just do you mean it doesn't mean that you need to have sex with them because they're giving a part of their energy which maybe that like unmotivated and low life as I said and you're giving away that really special part of you and that's not me putting them down and like oh you're a low life but just in a way of understanding that you do not have to let those men back in and tying back to the if they can't keep their hands off me that's a good thing right that definitely happened with just letting people that I've already slept with back into my life way too easy because I was like well I've already had sex with them but I also want to say don't listen to me like you do you and there is no right or wrong this is just a recent understanding from all of my personal experiences and all my relationships with myself and men and and like this is the way that I'm approaching things. So if you're doing something with a guy or something I've said that I'm saying like, I don't wanna do anymore and you are, it doesn't matter. We're all so different. We've all have different experiences and like the way that, you know, my relationship with men could be really different from yours. And so you may not have to do the things that I do. I am saying all of this stuff out of personal experience and new perspective and being just a little idea in your head. Another thing is never judge yourself for anything that you're doing. Like, even if you recognize that it's a coping mechanism, like I've recognized a lot of coping mechanisms recently to do with sex and, you know, all the stuff I'm kind of sharing. And if it does happen and I do let a guy that puts the hands on me that I already know and already slept with, and I'm like, oh, okay, go on then. I don't have any shame towards that either because it's, it's always a healing process and, Sometimes we're just not quick enough to recognize that, oh, it's one of those situations until after it's happened. So always have compassion for yourself around these things. Um, it takes time. Doing a little full circle to the first point that I had said in my podcast. And when I was talking about, you know, our body is not a tool to attract others. When I really understood that and swallowed and digested it and was like, wow, yeah, like, I, my body is not something, I don't want to use my body in that way. And I feel like it's about me noticing when I do things with a certain intention behind it. Like, I'll be honest, there's been times where like, I'll be posting more pictures of my body because it comes from a place of wanting to attract others because it comes from a place of not feeling loved. Okay, so that's like a little thing from myself. And it's just about noticing, like, there's also times where I post my body, like a mirror selfie. And it's just because I'm like, well, I haven't posted a mirror selfie in a while. And I rate my body, like, I like my body myself. And it's like, what not? Do you know what I mean? And, oh, it's just like a little pic. And it comes from a really pure place. But there's other times where it doesn't. And it comes from a place of like, am I hot enough? I, am I good enough? And there's been times in a recent situationship kind of thing where... I actually went a little bit behind in my, um, when it was going a bit rocky, I started actually judging myself and I started thinking, am I hot enough? Am I, am I good enough? And really that had nothing to do with the situation, nothing to do with it. But it's just interesting that my brain went there and 
since the other day where I really established in myself that that was a thought process, that my body was like a tool. When I looked in the mirror, like the next day or something, I actually just held my body and I actually felt protected in it for once. And I feel like this is such a healing thing for me because I almost was like, wow, you are really not for other people anymore. Do you know what I mean? Like you are mine and it does not matter what you look like. Cause obviously I had gone through recovery and like, I don't really look at my body in that way anyways, but it was almost just those final, final edges of the whole mindset of like, no, it really doesn't matter because if I'm saying my body is not a tool to attract other people, if I'm saying that like my body is mine, it's not yours, it's it's not for you, it's not to attract you, it's not for you in bed, it's mine, it's fucking mine, then it really doesn't matter what my body looks like. Right, so it was just letting go, it just it felt like a little firework display of like really just letting go of those last edges of it all. And actually feeling really safe and protected in myself, which I I never knew that this was like a feeling. I don't know. I, I really felt like, wow, I've got myself. This is my body and I'm not gonna let anyone misuse it or not even misuse it. I'm not gonna let myself misuse it. That's where the responsibility is. It's the present moment noticing and realizing why I'm doing certain things and just protecting my younger self too. And so, yeah, it's been a big kind of reflection the last couple of days and the way that I kind of came to a lot of these realizations and I kid you not, before this, I did not think about any of this stuff about my body or even just sex life. And it was because basically two weeks ago, um, my sexual abuse kind of stuff was brought back up into my life, personal reasons. I basically had to tell someone in my life about it that I'd never told before because they kept bringing it up unintentionally because they didn't know it happened, but it was a person that was both in our lives, if that makes sense. And I just couldn't handle it anymore of like them telling me stuff about the person, like catching me up on news about them. And I'm like, they're like, yeah, cool. I Like I literally wouldn't answer because I just could not have a conversation about them if that makes sense, if, I, if I've said the story well enough to you. And so it brought, it brought uh, and so that was brought up two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago now. And it triggered me so much, but I didn't know what to do with it. And it got channeled into other relationships with other people and my own personal life and anxiety. If you guys have listened to my last episode, I really have been struggling with anxiety recently. Like, it was increased the last two weeks and it was because of this. And it was until about three days ago where I was like, okay, my anxiety has got so bad that I literally can't move. Like it was coming to that point. I can't breathe, I can't move. I'm, I don't know what to do. So I fully surrendered and I was like, I'm just gonna, my therapist was like, Anna, it is about the situation that happened two weeks ago and you've just suppressed it. And so I was like, right, I'm gonna do the uncomfortable. And these days it's like, well, what is the uncomfortable? You know, when they say that in therapy, it, it is, it's quite literally what it says. And well, it's quite literally what it means. And 
I remember there was one evening where I was like driving and I had to, my therapist was like scream. And I tried to do it in my house, but I have neighbors. And I was like, I just don't want them to think that something bad is happening to me. So when I was driving to the gym, I screamed so much. It was so funny. And like, no one can hear you. Or maybe they can, but like you're driving past. So like, it really doesn't matter. Do you know what I mean? It's my life. And I was screaming so much. And I think a lot of the time we don't realize how much anger we hold because a lot of people have a belief or not even belief, an unrecognized belief that they can't get angry due to so many reasons. Maybe that's because they want to avoid conflict. Maybe or maybe you just never process situations like me. I never processed what happened to me when I was younger. I shut it down, I suppressed it for five years and I never let myself get angry because I didn't think I was allowed to get angry about it. And so screaming in my car was really therapeutic and there was so much that came out and I was almost worried. I was like, oh my God. Because the thing is, is when we don't express emotion, it stays within us. And a lot of people really, you know, no, I don't need to communicate. No, I don't need to express um you know whatnot it's it's bad if I let it out no you're not opening a can of worms in a way of like oh well if you let a little bit out like it's just going to overtake your life when you let emotion out it releases from your body because just think of it as like we are we go around carrying this if we don't let it go and that's why this is the whole thing of unhealed trauma or not even trauma because I think some people will be like, well, I haven't been through like that bad of a trauma, so I don't have that. But no, you can have something called little trauma, which is even like not feeling like you could speak up to your dad because of X, like that's trauma in itself. So when I use the word trauma, I mean it lightly. But anyways, I screamed in my car. Then the next day I surrendered my work day. I was like, I just can't, there's still stuff going on. And I journaled and I just blurted and I was so honest with myself, I was like, I see my body as a way to attract men. I think the hotter I am, the more desirable I am, and therefore the more loved I'll be. Like I was so honest with myself. I just wrote down loads of stuff with no judgment, no shame. And then when I reflected back on it, I was like, wow, there's a lot there. And that's what I did. And since then, like the last couple of days, like I'm not waking up with the same anxiety anymore. And it's just so beautiful because I'm like, oh, this is what it all means. Like there is always a bigger situation under our anxiety. And when we do do the therapy, when we do do the uncomfortable, when we do journal, when we let that stuff out, it actually does go. And so I am feeling better. Like, and even last night, what was actually nice in a way, although I was terribly triggered and crying, I was crying that's a gold star for me because normally like if I was super triggered I just wouldn't and I would get really bad anxiety in my throat that for me I know some there's something I'm suppressing and maybe I would just like scroll all evening whereas like yesterday evening I was just crying and I was crying in my kitchen while making myself like a little depressy meal you know when you know you need to eat but you really are down in the dumps and you really can't bother to cook and clean and do anything. So it was like throwing together, like there was just a bowl and I just threw together anything edible within my fridge. I put it in the bowl and it was really gross. I won't lie, it was like rice and sardines and olives and feta and <laughs> tuna mayo and kimchi. Like it was random things in my fridge. And I was just, I had it in my bed. Like I ate in my bed, I never eat in my bed. Like, and so yeah, I was having my little depressing meal, watching a movie 
tears were coming out at points in the movie. I also called a couple of friends and like, I didn't judge myself for reaching out. I think sometimes I go to an extreme. I either, if I'm sad, I'll reach out to every single friend and cry if they don't answer or like, I'll just be on call with them all the time. Or I will completely shut myself off and judge myself if I pick up the phone to anyone. Whereas yesterday it was like a nice balance of like, yeah, I called a couple of people that could like basically could support me a little bit. But then at the same time, I had time where I wasn't like I didn't need that all night. And I just let myself feel sad and heavy. And like I did have a little scroll as well at points, but all within of no judgment, which was really nice for me. And so, yeah, I, I felt good on that end. And like this morning I woke up and the first thing that was on my head, I was like, I am not going to let because I had this fear. Obviously, yesterday I tried to do this podcast three times because I really went into the sexual abuse stuff. And it just triggered me to fuck. And I had it almost hanging over my head today. And I was like, oh, is it going to control my day or like all day today? Am I not going to know when to do it? Not going to know when to speak about. And initially this podcast was what I've given you today. When I was writing, planning my podcast, it was going to all be about that empowered side of like not letting your body be other people's, but yours. But for some reason yesterday, and I say for but for some reason, but now I guess that I'm reflecting, I went straight into the backstory and I kept going into the backstory. And maybe it's just part of like having my voice and talking about it to the point where it brought it up a loads and I cried about it all evening. And so I don't think I was supposed to make a podcast episode like that. I'm not saying in the future that I won't. I think in a way it would actually be healing for me. I think what happened also yesterday was as I was sharing, I realized this is not an inspirational, okay, not inspirational, but like, this is not a happy podcast at all. Like this is a depressing podcast. And I think that judgment on myself that like, I'm not gonna make people feel great or like, this is really down in the dumps and I'm not able to switch it around halfway through and then give the light of it all, that I almost had this shame over myself, which I want to release. And one day I will make a podcast episode and I'll just fully let myself go into everything. And whether that's tears, whether that's, do you know what I mean? I'm going to welcome all emotion because I don't judge any of it. And I want to give that podcast episode to you. But right now it's just not the right time and place. And this is the podcast episode I want to give to you. So that's me just giving all my thoughts. Um, I really hoped you found something interesting from this episode. Please feel free to give me a DM and let me know because sometimes we do need that external validation and sometimes I need to know whether this shit helps. Um, but I'm sending genuinely so much love to you all. Have fun today. Do something playful. Do something reflective. Do something that channels your hard work. Do something that you enjoy. Do something restful. And I hope you have a lovely day. And I will see you guys next Tuesday on Inside Anna's Mind Podcast. There is a Instagram that is also called Inside Anna's Mind Podcast. And my own Instagram is Anna Archer Fitness. And then I also actually have a private Instagram, which is not private, but it's like my Anna Archer. So it's literally just Anna Archer with another R at the end. But anyways, <laughs> plugging my socials. I'll see you guys next week. Bye bye.